Welcome to the Good Rookie Show. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nelly J, y'all. And we are Good Rookie. That's right. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's the Good Rookie Show. Yep, yep. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? As you know, we're your host coming to you from Toronto, Canada, the 6th. I mean, bringing the hottest topics in sports and culture, you don't know. So, guys, always great talking with y'all, speaking with y'all. Uh, you know, good rookies, y'all. We got a lot going on, okay? Raptors, we got the Raptors Watch Party that I host. We got Fahim's Raptors Live TV at 6 p.m., okay? And, of course, we're doing other things. So, make sure Woo! you're following RLTV. On Twitter, Fahim for the one on Twitter, Good Rickies and Nelly underscore J. I know it's a lot of work, y'all, but y'all can just press click, 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 <laughs> click, click. Okay. Okay. So Fahim, as you know, I always try to give, give you some trivia uh at at this uh before we start the the uh episode. And I found this quite interesting. So there are five active NFL coaches in the NFL today, right? In this league. They were they all were on a coaching staff back in 2013. Now I'm gonna give you a division. This team was in the NFC East. Okay. Can you guess which team I'm talking about? Five coaches came from this team. Five head coaches. Wow. NFC East. That's the Eagles? No, it was the Washington Commanders. So the head coach was Mike Shanahan. Uh, The record that year was 3-13-0. They only had three wins for him. But for some reason, five head coaches came out of this team. The five are Cal Shanahan, as we know, is coaching Super Bowl uh, this past weekend. Matt LaFleur, head coach for the Green Bay Packers. Um, Mike McDaniel, coach for the Dolphins. Sean McVay, coach for the Rams, and Raheem Morris, coach for Atlanta um, Falcons. Isn't that crazy? So Mike Shanahan's pedigree, coaching pedigree, is quite evident um, in the NFL today. So I just wanted to say, like, wow, I, I didn't even know that. But it's, it's crazy how we talk about coaching pedigree and coaching trees. And Mike Shanahan has a strong coaching tree for him. So big up to Mike Shanahan and all these five head coaches now who all these teams were competing this year. They were all competing. Um, um, up until the last week of uh, the regular season. So big up to him and to them as well. Yeah, it's like a basketball equivalent would be uh, Popovich. You know, they mm-hmm. say uh, the Popovich school, but it seems like the commanders had uh, had their run there of of, of us. Uh, now, and these are coaches, uh, were they... Head coaches. So the head coach, no, 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 now they're the- head coaches, but... Yes. When they were played for the when they were with the commanders, they had different uh like how many were on the defensive coordinator. Yeah, or, so I mean, so so hmm. Kyle Shanahan was offensive coordinator. Right. The QB coach was Matt LaFleur, who is the Green Bay mm-hmm. Green Bay head coach now. Mike right. McDaniel was the wide receiver coach. And mm-hmm. then Sean McVay was the tight end coach. And then uh Raheem Morris was the uh DB defensive back coach. There you go. All right. Yeah. No, shout out. That's dope. That's dope. And this is all the same time, right? Not uh, they're all together same time. Yep, Th- this was all on one team in 2013. Nice, love to see that. That's dope. That's dope. Um, well, we just mentioned teams, 
the Eastern Conference and Western Conference have their all-star reserves announced. Uh, I just want to get your feedback just on uh, on some reserves, maybe some reserve subs, who you think you should be there, who shouldn't be there, if they got it right. Uh, let's go to the West first. Uh, in the West, uh, the reserves end up being Devin Booker, Anthony Edwards, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Steph Curry, and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, where do you land with these reserves, Nelly J? I have no issue there, actually. And I know I know Rudy Gobert was bellyaching about him not being in the All-Star game. Yeah, sorry. You don't deserve to be in the All-Star game. So I don't know what your problem is, bro. Um, <laughs> it's pretty, it's well, pretty like, like, you're not going to get over Cat. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, honestly, Minnesota, they're the top team, but no one ever, no one rarely gets three players on the same team in the All-Star game. Right. Well, unless unless it's like unless that team is actually hosting the All-Star. So we saw Cleveland, we've seen Detroit, but Detroit at that time, um, they were the, the clear favorite in terms of the Eastern Conference. But 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 you have to be like, I don't know, 10 game win above everyone to have three or four players. It, it, right. That's rare for it to happen. Case so, in point when um, you said very rare is Atlanta. The Atlanta Hawks, they were miles ahead of everyone at the, the all-star break and they had i think four out of five of their starters yeah like you uh, have to be so. miles mm. ahead for you to get right. three so right. i think at men and cat that's it like <laughs> mm-hmm. they're the best players on that team um mm-hmm. rudy gobert you know you're third best and it's okay it's mm-hmm. okay bro right yeah i agree uh when i see the rest of wrestling conference reserves i don't think there's anyone who who is really snubbed uh, i'm with you in regards to gobert he's having a good year um, but to overtake people who maybe don't have any representation or just one representative, uh, yeah, I I think they they got it right. And uh, so Carl Anthony Towns, is this his first uh, All Star or his second? No, he's been it before. I think it's his he's third. Yeah, like he he remember um when he got the All Star when he won three point contest. I remember he won that the year. a few years ago, right? Was he an All Star that year? All Star was he just? Yeah, he contest? was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, well, he does. He deserved it. He's playing well this year. Uh, Kawhi, he obviously, plays well every year, just in the postseason. Mm-hmm. We right. him to not be on the perimeter looking for a three pointer, but <laughs> seven foot self needs to be, you know, being inside. But this is his fourth All Star game, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah. No, this feels right. In the West, he got it right. Um, in the Eastern Conference, uh, the reserves for the East are Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, Tyrese Maxey. And Paolo Benchero. Yeah, I th- I think this is correct as well. Um, <laughs> I like Maxi being in there. I wanted him to get in. Um, yeah. Jalen Brown, rightfully so, him, and of course, like Jalen Brown. So Boston having two players makes sense. Knicks having two players makes sense. Donovan Mitchell has been phenomenal for the Cavs with Garland out and Evan out. They're still finding ways to win. No issue there. Paulo Banchero, even though Orlando's kind of on a down downward trajectory right now in terms of tra- tra- trajectory, they're kind of going down. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think Paulo is just he's an all star. I think last year he was top for sure, top ten in votes. I think for overall or top fifteen in votes overall. Um, and yeah, I think this is a good nod for him. Um, especially he was a rookie last year, so second year in the league, leading his team and helping them be competitive. That's great. And yeah. So, so I'm liking those guys. I, I know people were upset of, you know, before it was announced for him, the, the, the replacements of Scotty, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I understand that Scotty may have had, had better numbers than Paulo, 
I think he does in rebounds and assists and stuff like that. But your team also has to be winning. So I respect the coaches saying, you know what, Paolo and Scotty are tied, but which team is has, has a better record? And we, we want to reward that player. So I get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't, I didn't take it personal. Now, if Raptors were like a top six team and Scotty didn't get the reserve nod, I'd be pissed. But being a, a 12th seed in the Eastern Conference, um, yeah, like I totally understand. So I, right. I wasn't upset when Scotty didn't get the first call. Initially. Right. Right, initially. And on the rebounds, uh, Scotty and Trey Young were announced as injury replacements. So they weren't reserves, but they they, they were invited to the dance. That's all that matters, right? So, uh, I'm shout happy out to for Trey, man. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Listen, people be hating on Trey. I don't know. Why does Trey get so much hate? Like, for him, I don't know where the hate came from. I get it. Their Hawks fans can be annoying. I get that. But, like, is I it think because, when he did like, Nick on, on on MSG on a national stage, remember where he gave him the burr and he was just like, yeah, really but Fahim, their fan, hold up, but Fahim, I think that's freaking hypocritical. If you're a Knicks yeah. fan and you hate Trey, well, guess what? Your Knicks fans spit on him. Right. <laughs> like, that's right. Fahim. I, Fahim, I'm sorry, Fahim. If someone yeah. spits on me, if I go to your stadium, Fahim, and you spit on me, yeah, death to you all. Every time I come to your town, I want to murder y'all on the basketball court. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand him heckling y'all. Y'all, like, hello? Your fans spit on him. <laughs> like, yo, Fahim, the most thing, listen, out of all things, being slapped, backhand, whatever, right? Being spit on, I think it's the most disgusting thing. Especially during, I think it happened around the pandemic as well. Yeah. Right? It happened, yeah. I think, in the 2021 run. <laughs> like, hello? Like, yeah. it's a pandemic, it's a virus outbreak here, and you're mm-hmm. spitting on me? Oh, yeah. hell no for you. I'm sorry. Like, next fan got to hold that L. Yeah. Hold that L, bro. Like, he Thank rightfully has that energy towards y'all. And I don't blame him. I, I would, too, for life. Right? Yeah. But, Fahim, I still don't understand why people don't like this kid. This is his third all-star appearance. He was in 2020, 2022, 2024. Um, he was voted the most overrated player, him and Siakam, by players. Yo, man. Haters. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure why guys don't like playing with him. But... I'm happy Trey gets to play on the stage. So right. big up to him. <laughs> uh, interesting, you just mentioned uh, Pascal Siakam, somebody who, um, you know, he got traded to Indiana. Perhaps if he was there for a little bit longer, maybe we're looking at a different situation because he's still playing really good basketball. Uh, Indiana's hosting it this year. Uh, looks like uh, Halliburton, who has been on and off with injury, looks like he's going to be back in time for the all-star game in indiana because you'd have to have in, uh, some kind of representation in indiana for that so um mm-hmm. it would be nice though i think if if uh, pascal could have maybe been there long enough made a name enough there in indiana to maybe get in i would not be mad at that at all uh, i just want to shout out a special shout out to jalen brunson uh, i've mentioned this many times but i feel i'll do it again uh when he came to league i had him pegged as just a backup point guard uh kind of like uh dj augustine remind me a lot of him uh, I made that same mistake with Fred VanVleet also. When Fred VanVleet came to the league also, I did not peg him to be the player who was. I thought he'd be a backup uh, point guard also. So with Jalen Brunson not just out like outplaying uh, what I expected, but actually prove, like, proving that he could actually lead a team. Uh, forget his size, just his heart and what he's, he's not. He's really evolved as a player. I'm sorry. He, he's better than Fred VanVleet in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not. Yes, and if you, like he's a better basketball player than Fred If you so, look at Jalen Brunson's numbers uh, during uh, his best year and compare them to Cal Lowry's best year, um, there's a case 
for a conversation. I'll say that. I'm not going to say who's better than who, but I'm just saying there's a case that you could say Kyle Lowry's best year and Jalen Brunson's best year are very comparable. Um, I mean, and right it, now he's averaging 27 points. Has Kyle ever averaged 27 in his career? I, I'm asking think, if you know. No, I, I don't think he's reached uh, at 27. Oh, okay, um, yeah. But even even in things like Kyle's made a, a name off of just being a leader. Um, not saying. Oh he's not, yeah, no. Kyle Lowry is a like he was a culture. You know what I'm saying like right. he was the he was the Raptors culture. Right. I think people think Masai was a culture, but thinking back, hindsight, I'm like, I think Kyle Lowry was the culture because when he mm. left, the culture did change. Right. And it hasn't been the same. I think Kyle Lowry was way more impactful than people give him. Right. So I I agree. Like Kyle Lowry bring that he he brought a lot. And Kyle Lowry is a six time NBA All Star too, right? Like he's been a he's been an All NBA player. He also was, um, you know, a Big East freshman team, second team. Like, like this guy has always been a fighter from Villanova days to, to like now, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully he finds a home uh, soon um, outside of Charlotte. But yeah, like Kyle Lowry is a whole culture, man. Mm -hmm. He's a whole culture. And that's the case you can actually make for Jalen Brunson right now and what he's doing mm -hmm. in New York. The best New York's been playing under his watch in a long time and when you talk about just the culture and leadership you can make a case that Jalen Brunson is the heart and soul of this next team and uh yeah right now he is for sure for sure he is yeah. and that's in like two years right like but 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 I also must say um he was 12th in MVP MVP votes last year fourth in um like even most improvement votes he was third like he's someone that I think a lot of people like seeing what he did in Dallas, how he came up uh, those four years there, seeing his growth there. I was like, yeah, like this guy helped and performed in the postseason. For me, Fahim, players like that who perform in the postseason, they're the guys I'm like, yeah, th th that guy's a winner. Like he helped Dallas make it to the Western Conference Finals, right? right? Like he, his, his tenacity, his culture, his energy, like his facilitating, his, making the right reads, being extension of the coach, like, he does it all. So, um, and he can shoot well from three. He shot 40, 41% from three the last two seasons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is great. And this year, he's taking over six three points a game and still shooting at 41%. Mm -hmm. So, he's definitely, <laughs> and we know, um, you know, Freddie Freddy on his tour guide, his tour the last couple of years, but he's just like a really, like, he, he can score from all three levels. That, mm -hmm. that kid's special, man. Special kid, and he's available. He's healthy for his guys, too. So, no, I definitely respect Jalen. And, you know, he is 6'2", so he's bigger than Fred and, and Kyle. Right, <laughs> yeah, sure. Color. That's where I got that. You mentioned the playoffs in Dallas, and that's kind of another reason I got uh, wrong. And I got I feel like I got to apologize to Jalen Brunson. It was happening, and even while it was happening, I was just kind of playing it as, oh, you know, it's a fluke. He's having a run. Like I was not a believer of anything that's happening in Dallas. So when he signed mm. that big contract with the Knicks after, I carried over that doubt to say, ah, so just the fact that he's doing what he's doing, um, and an an all star. Much respect to Jalen Brunson. Much respect. Yeah. I missed. I missed you. I missed out on that one. And before we on our way out of uh, this, I, I do want to say with Siakam, um, I think to your point, Siakam would never get it over Scotty. And people might think, Janelle, but why? Star power. Yeah. Star power. Yeah. Sometimes, Fahim, this is an all-star game. And yes, numbers matter, but the bigger star typically gets in. And mm -hmm. even though we love Siak with all our hearts, right, in mm -hmm. Toronto, Scott is a bigger star. 
Yeah. And I get it. A lot of Siakam probably like, no, Nelly. No. Siakam, I get it, guys. He's a championship. He helped us win a chip. I'm there. But in terms of star power, you ask a non-Raptor fan, right, who they like, they're all going to say Scotty Barnes over Siakam. Right. And just right. because Scott, Scotty is the star. He is right. a star for you. Like, I've heard people who don't even like the Raptors talk about, yo, Scotty's special. You know what I'm saying? So Scotty is a start similar to Fahim when LaMelo Ball made it over other guards. Like, oh, LaMelo made it over Trey. LaMelo is a bigger star than Trey. And Fahim, if LaMelo was actually playing, he he would have gotten before Trey Young too. Because stars make the stars make the world go round in the NBA. Right. So sometimes star power matters when it comes to the all-star game. It really no. does. And you know, um, the commissioner. Adam Silver knew, knew what he was doing, picking those players. He knew what he was doing. So, mm -hmm. no, that's facts. All right, um, Nelly J, let's go to for the culture. For the culture, we get to highlight individuals for the culture, and today we get to highlight Duke legend. Okay, man's from Dallas. Okay, superstar at very early in the league. I was a big fan of him. His wife is from Canada. Big up to Windsor. Um, Grant Hill. So, Fahim, I'm highlighting I'm Grant Hill this week because this, what he has done after basketball, after the tragedy he had with his injuries, how he's navigated these waters um, to build the empire to be valued at 250 million, Fahim, is spectacular. And Fahim, I, I hope every NBA player, any athlete, if you want to figure out how do I ensure when I stop playing the game I love that I'm set up for success, Grant Hill, to me, is the best way. You see, LeBron, his star power was so great for him, it's hard to mimic that. It's hard to copy the Jordans and LeBron because those guys were already stars and they had the lane paid for them to be that, right? Grant Hill, to me, is someone where, you know what? He played for Duke, then he played for the Pistons, had a, his career was shortened due to injury, but he navigated a way to become a big millionaire and actually have investments. So Grant Hill um, did an interview with uh, CNBC, and it was great because he talked about how he had the CEO business uh, mentality growing up. For those who don't know, Grant Hill's dad was in, was in the NFL. So his dad was an NFL player. So he saw firsthand a lot of players, which we've seen before, go bankrupt. Right. You play, you play a sport and have lots of, you know, money woes after you retire. So Grant Hill, seeing that with his dad's friends and teammates, he made sure that while he was playing basketball for him, he was, uh, he was understanding the business of it, understanding, you know, what to invest in, which is real estate and different things. And and now he makes half his money through endorsements still for him. The guy doesn't play basketball in how long? but he still makes money off of endorsements. He has a stake with the Hawks. He has stakes with other um, with other groups as well and real estate. So like he's literally navigated these waters post, post the um, NBA and be able to have that network. So I think his career earnings was a hundred million from there into investing in real estate. And with through real estate, he was able to build a portfolio which led him to be a uh, investment stake with Atlanta Hawks right um which he got through that he also was able to work with other groups in atlanta um as well as he's ventured in he's an investor in the nba's africa's business 
which is valued at $1 billion right now. So he is doing a lot for him, but I don't think people recognize. But just walking through his steps of his fellow investors, the bid for the Clippers that he did back in 2014, they couldn't, of course, compete against you know, Steve Ballmer, but him and his team did try to get the Clippers, right? He, he also the collector of black art. So he owns pieces by Romare Bearden, Elizabeth Catlett, painter Norman Lewis, Hank Willis Thomas, and many more. So he, and these black pieces of art have increased in value since the 90s. So he's an art collector as well. So, and um, his endorsements for him, till this day, is worth $120 million a year from endorsements. So, sorry, $120 million total, sorry, in endorsements. So, in terms of what he's doing for him, in terms of keeping his, his celebrity level up, he, he's also helping Phillips uh, try with their, it's called the Norwell Co. One Blade line. So he's an endorsement for Phillips. He also has a part owned there as well. And Phillips is traded on, on, the, on the New York Stock Exchange and has a market cap of $28 billion. So Fahim, like, I mean, talk about a businessman. Played for Duke, played for Coach K, right? Um, for four seasons. Now he's, he played in the NBA and now he's literally winning on the business end. So I just think that this is a great story of like tenacity, understanding, okay, you know, because he prepared for him for his, throughout his career, when he couldn't play, he he was, he was, he was okay, right? Because he understood that NBA and basketball wasn't going to you know, take him through forever, right? So I want to take the time out just to big up Grant Hill for really being a great example for athletes out there on how to think like a CEO Woo! while playing in the league and understanding the business of money, right? And how that works. So I really want to take this time to highlight Grant Hill. So Fahim, he's for the culture, but any thoughts on what I just talked about? Anything you were surprised about? Do you know his dad played in the NFL? You got it, Fahim. <laughs> yes. yes, yeah, I was yeah, very well uh, aware of, uh, I guess, his story. Uh, Calvin Hill, dad played for the Cowboys, pretty sure. Uh, so with Grand Hill, though, I find is what I find interesting is even at back in the day, it was like Nike, Adidas. Uh, for him to be with Fila, Fila was more of a lifestyle brand. It wasn't about basketball at all. Um, so when F Grand Hill came out with the Filas, it wasn't like they were whack. But it's kind of like, uh, much like now with Steph and having to break into with Under Armour. You know, it was, it was, it, it was something new. Uh, I think the shoes actually have, since he's no longer producing them, uh, in retro, they're doing well. You know, like they the shoes have aged well, so I want to give him respect on that. I do see that he's an NBA uh, analyst, also. Um, mm -hmm. It's it, it's maybe fitting him being in Atlanta, uh, you know, owning uh, part owner, I guess, of the Hawks. Yeah, uh, and also with uh, uh, NBA, uh, their broadcast is through Atlanta, also. So mm -hmm. you know, kind of like uh, maybe that's something in businesses uh, being in the right area. Like uh, for instance, with Shaq, when Shaq went from Orlando to LA, uh, that's one thing that really helped his portfolio. The fact that he was in mix in the mix with different people uh, in the Silicon Valley, for instance, that he wouldn't really have that access uh, while being in Orlando. So uh, shout out to Grand Hill just from even from a business, just by looking from the outside in some some moves he's made. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, very much inspirational. Uh, some of the lists of, uh, do you have the final or that? I'm just looking here. Let me see if I can get on the way out of For the Culture. 
I saw a post that listed maybe five or six of his investments. I know one was a WNB, I'm sorry, WNSL. So in, uh, the Women's Soccer League, he owned, uh, I think, Orlando Pride. But I just want to uh, just highlight when I saw this, I thought it was pretty interesting. Oh, I got it here. Here we go. So diversity, and he diversified his portfolio with uh, Baltimore Orioles, baseball, who even right now, the Orioles, uh, they have the best farm system in baseball. And on many people's leaderboard are a team to watch for the next two to three years. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, right now, right now, that's not going to be something. But as time goes on, especially when those young, that farm team comes up, uh, Baltimore is going to be a team to watch in, the, in Major League Baseball. Uh, Orlando City, uh, I guess maybe because he, keep in mind, he played in Orlando also, soccer team with Orlando there, uh, the Orlando Pride. That's the team I was thinking about. Them also for the women's, uh, the Hawks. And like you mentioned, the BAL and Fila, his sports portfolio is really great. Shout out to Grand Hill. Big up, that's why you're for the culture. <laughs> All right. On that note, you know, let's go ahead and close this out with our last topic, which is that's absurd. That's absurd. Bro, what was absurd this week? What was absurd? There's some streaks. Well, streaks eventually have to get broken. There's a streak that it was not looking good for him. There's a New York Nick uh, by the name of, please excuse my butchering of his last name. It's Ryan Arcidiacano. He's the first player in NBA history to play 20 consecutive games without scoring a point. Absurd. And what's crazy? Some of these games, he's getting one rebound, one assist. A lot of mercy. Just uh -huh. doing cardio out there. But you know what? I mean, <laughs> this, this is something that happens because, you know, the Knicks have had so much injuries the last couple games. But, like, I'm seeing now, like, his game log. He was He's averaging less than five minutes. Sorry, six minutes. Like, all these games are under six, seven minutes. Right. So... Mm -hmm. But the fact that, you know, I'm sure I'm sure this is during garbage time and so forth. But like one minute, one minute. At this point, why even put him on the court for one minute? Two minutes. Like I'm seeing Thibodeau put him on for the court for two minutes, one minute, three minute. Man, he's only taken four, no, five Google attempts. Five attempts. Wow. And so he's 0 of 5 in his attempts over 20 games, though. That's, yeah. Oh. Sometimes, sometimes you have to know who your friends are. His teammates got to know this. When he comes on the court, they Come should on, be. Come on, man. Give, give him the what? ball, guys. Give him an easy layup now. A give him a, point, Come on. Give him a touch. Get him a shot. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I found that 20 games without a point. Uh, absurd. But uh, we're rooting for you, my guy. We're rooting for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. Come on, Knicks fans. Y'all came in doing <laughs> some good moves. And then the man them had, had no points for 20-plus games. Lot. Like, I blame Tibbs. Yo, guys, give him the ball, man. Give him a layup. But also, if you need, he got to want it, too. Can't get right. go after it, brother. Can't go after it, dog. <laughs> that is Not absurd. Go after so let's it see when... how long it takes. Let's yeah. see if you can score a bucket. And, and now I'm invested. Now, now I want to <laughs> just check out the box score to see if he makes a, a point at all. Right. If you <laughs> so got any we'll minutes. Exactly. All right, Nelly Jane, let's put this episode in the books. Y'all, that was the Good Rookie Show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So guys, uh, first of all, um, my shout out, I got a couple shouts for you. Number one, Juju. Juju Watkins dropping city, uh, breaking Cheryl Miller's record at USC. Big, big, big thing. Loved it. I thought that was dope. 
Um, so I definitely want to give her a shout out. Another shout out for college, uh, you know, women's basketball is the most wins ever. So Stanford's Tara Vanderveer, okay? She won, she won her 1,203rd game behind, um, about a week ago, where, where she broke Coach's K all-time record. So she has the most wins out of any college basketball coach in history. So big up to Coach Vanderveer, um, Stanford's very own. Stanford has a great basketball program. Um, so I think it's great. And Nike even gifted her a nice custom jacket uh, for her breaking the record. So that's, you know, all an all-time, the all-time winningest coach is Coach Vanderveer. Big up to you. Nice for him. Nice. Uh, I'd just like to do a quick shout out to our new additions to the Toronto Raptors, Kelly Linick and Oshie Oshie Adabaji. My, my, my names are bad. But uh, well, I just want to welcome over to, to the Raptors. Uh, a lot of changes, and also shout out to those that actually did contribute to the team, uh, such as Thad Young, a veteran, uh, Otto Porter, another veteran, and Dennis Schroeder, another veteran. Otto did not contribute, but okay, he was well, not contribute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe he's on the court. He was on the team. You never know. You know, just maybe. Yeah, just he, he, he got the bench warm for our starters. Thanks, but right, yeah. All right. But anyways, um, yeah, big up to them. I just want to show Bye, some... Dennis. Good luck, Dennis, wherever you go. Good luck. Show some love. Blessings. All right. <laughs> All right, now, DJ, let's put this episode in the book. Y'all, that was the Good Rookie Show. Mm-hmm. If you had a good time, enjoy yourself. Please like and subscribe. And tell friends, tell a friend. Fahim. We're on all platforms as he's looking for us. That's the Good Rookie Show. And we out. Yeah.